This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Chip in Tampa, Florida, on February 22nd, 2006. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman Book 27 Prayer of Columbus A battered, wrecked old man thrown on this savage shore far, far from home, Pent by the sea and dark rebellious brows, Twelve dreary months sore, stiff with many toils, sickened, and nigh to death, I take my way along the island's edge, venting a heavy heart. I am too full of woe, haply I may not live another day. I cannot rest, O oh God, I cannot eat or drink or sleep till I put myself forth, my prayer once more to thee. Breathe. Bathe myself once more in thee, commune with thee, Report myself once more to thee. Thou knowest my years entire, my life, My long and crowded life of active worth, Not adoration merely. Thou knowest the prayers and vigils of my youth, Thou knowest my manhood's solemn and visionary meditations. Thou knowest how before I commenced I devoted all to come to thee. Thou knowest I have in age ratified all those vows, and strictly kept them. Thou knowest I have not once lost nor faith nor ecstasy in thee. In shackles, Prisoned in disgrace, repining not, Accepting all from thee, as duly come from thee. All my emprises have been filled with thee, My speculations, plans begun and carried on in thoughts of thee, Sailing the deep or journeying the land for thee, Intentions, purports, aspirations mine, Leaving results to thee. Oh, I am sure they really came from thee, The urge, the ardor, the unconquerable will, The potent, felt, interior command Stronger than words, a message from the heavens Whispering to me, even in sleep. These sped me on. By me and these the work so far accomplished, By me earth's elder cloyed and stifled lands uncloyed, unloosed, By me the hemispheres rounded and tied, The unknown to the known. The end I know not, it is all in thee. Or small or great, I know not. Haply what broad fields, what lands, Haply the brutish, measureless human undergrowth I know, Transplanted there may rise to stature, Knowledge worthy thee. 
Haply the swords I know may thee indeed be turned into reaping tools. Haply the lifeless cross I know, Europe's dead cross, may bud and blossom here. One effort more my altar this bleak sand, That thou, O God, hast lighted with ray of light steady, Ineffable, vouchsafed of thee, Light rare, untellable, lighting the very light Beyond all signs, descriptions, languages, For that, O God, be it my latest word, Here on my knees, old, poor, and paralyzed, I thank thee. My terminus near, the clouds already closing upon me, The voyage balked, the course disputed, lost, I yield my ships to thee. My hands, my limbs grow nerveless, My brain feels racked, bewildered, Let the old timbers part, I will not part, I will cling fast to thee, O God, Though the waves buffet me, Thee, thee at last I know. Is it the prophet's thought I speak, Or am I raving? What do I know of life? What of myself? I know not even my own work, Past or present. Dim, ever-shifting guesses Of it spread before me, of newer, better worlds, their mighty partuition, Mocking, perplexing me. And these things I see suddenly, what mean they? As if some miracle, some hand divine, Unsealed my eyes, shadowy vast shapes, Smile through the air and sky, And on the distant waves, Sail countless ships, And anthems in new tongues I hear, Saluting me. So ends Book 27 of Leaves of Grass. Book 28 The Sleepers 1. I wander all night in my visions, Stepping with light feet swiftly And noiselessly stepping and stopping, Bending with open eyes Over the shut eyes of sleepers, Wandering and confused, Lost to myself, ill-assorted, Contradictory, pausing, gazing, Bending and stopping. How solemn they look there, stretched and still, How quiet they breathe, the little children in their cradles. The wretched features of ennuis, the white features of corpses, The livid faces of drunkards, the sick gray faces of onanists, The gashed bodies on battlefields, the insane in their strong-doored rooms, The sacred idiots, the newborn emerging from gates, and the dying emerging from gates. The night pervades them and enfolds them. 
The married couple sleep calmly in their bed, he with his palm on the hip of his wife, she with her palm on the hip of the husband. The sisters sleep lovingly side by side in their bed, the men sleep lovingly side by side in theirs, and the mother sleeps with her little child carefully wrapped. The blind sleep, and the deaf, and dumb sleep. The prisoner sleeps well in the prison, the runaway son sleeps. The murderer that is to be hung the next day. How does he sleep? And the murdered person. How does he sleep? The female that loves unrequited sleeps, and the male that loves unrequited sleeps. The head of the money-maker that plotted all day sleeps, and the enraged and treacherous dispositions all, all sleep. I stand in the dark with drooping eyes by the worst suffering and the most restless. I pass my hands soothingly to and fro a few inches from them. The restless sink in their beds, they fitfully sleep. Now I pierce the darkness, new beings appear. The earth recedes from me into the night. I saw that it was beautiful, and I see that what is not the earth is beautiful. I go from bedside to bedside, I sleep close with the other sleepers, each in turn. I dream in my dream all the dreams of the other dreamers, and I become the other dreamers. I am a dance, play up there, the fit is whirling me fast. I am the ever-laughing, it is new moon and twilight. I see the hiding of doceurs, I see nimble ghosts, whichever way look, cash and cash again, deep in the ground and sea, and where is neither ground nor sea. Well do they do their jobs, those journeymen divine, only from me can they hide nothing, and would not if they could. I reckon I am their boss, and they make me a pet besides, and surround me, and lead me, and run ahead when I walk, to lift their cunning covers, to signify me with stretched arms, and resume the way. Onward we move, a gay gang of blackguards, with mirth-shouting music, and wild-flapping penance of joy. I am the actor. The actress, the voter, the politician, the emigrant, and the exile, the criminal that stood in the box, he who has been famous, and he who shall be famous after today, the stammerer, the well-formed person, the wasted or feeble person. I am she who adorned herself and folded her hair expectantly. My truant lover has come. And it is dark. Double yourself and receive me, darkness. Receive me and my lover too. He will not let me go without him. 
I roll myself upon you as upon a bed, I resign myself to the dusk. He whom I call answers me, and takes the place of my lover. He rises with me silently from the bed. Darkness, you are gentler than my lover. His flesh was sweaty and panting. I feel the hot moisture yet that he left me. My hands are spread forth. I pass them in all directions. I would sound up the shadowy shore to which you are journeying. 2. I descend my western course. My sinews are flaccid. Perfume and youth course through me, and I am there awake. It is my face, yellow and wrinkled instead of the old woman's. I sit low in a straw-bottomed chair and carefully darn my grandson's stockings. It is I, too, the sleepless widow looking out on the winter midnight. I see the sparkles of starshine on the icy and pallid earth. A shroud I see, and I am the shroud. I wrap a body and lie in the coffin. It is dark here underground. It is not evil or pain here. It is blank here for reasons. It seems to me that everything in the light and air ought to be happy. Whoever is not in his coffin and the dark grave, let him know he has enough. 3. I see a beautiful, gigantic swimmer swimming naked through the eddies of the sea. His brown hair lies close and even to his head. He strikes out with courageous arms and urges himself with his legs. I see his white body. I see his undaunted eyes. I hate the swift-running eddies that would dash him headmost on the rocks. What are you doing, you ruffianly red-trickled waves? Will you kill the courageous giant? Will you kill him in the prime of his middle age? Steady and long he struggles. He is baffled, banged, bruised. He holds out while his strength holds out. The slapping eddies are spotted with his blood. They bear him away. They roll him, swing him, turn him. His beautiful body is born in the circling eddies. It is continually bruised on the rocks. Swiftly, and out of sight is born the brave corpse. 4. I turn, but do not extricate myself, confused, a past reading, another, but with darkness yet. The beach is cut by the razory ice wind, the wreck guns sound, the tempest lulls, the moon comes floundering through the drifts. I look where the ship helplessly heads end on. I hear the burst as she strikes. I hear the howls of dismay. 
they grow fainter and fainter. I cannot aid with my ringing fingers, I can but rush to the surf and let it drench me and freeze upon me. I search with the crowd, not one of the company is washed to us alive. In the morning I help pick up the dead and lay them in rows in a barn. Five. Now of the older war days, the defeat at Brooklyn, Washington stands inside the lines. He stands on the entrenched hills amid a crowd of officers. His face is cold and damp. He cannot repress the weeping drops. He lifts the glass perpetually to his eyes. The color is blanched from his cheeks. He sees the slaughter of the southern braves confided to him by their parents. The same at last, and at last, when peace is declared. He stands in the room of the old tavern, the well-beloved soldiers all pass through, the officers speechless and slow draw near in their turns. The chief encircles their necks with his arm and kisses them on the cheek. He kisses lightly the wet cheeks one after another. He shakes hands and bids good-bye to the army. 6. Now what my mother told me one day as we sat at dinner together of when she was a nearly grown girl living home with her parents on the old homestead, a red squaw came one breakfast-time to the old homestead. On her back she carried a bundle of rushes for rush-bottoming chairs. Her hair, straight, shiny, coarse, black, profuse, half enveloped her face. Her step was free and elastic, and her voice sounded exquisitely as she spoke. My mother looked in delight and amazement at the stranger. She looked at the freshness of her tall-born face and full and pliant limbs. The more she looked upon her, she loved her. Never before had she seen such wonderful beauty and purity. She made her sit on a bench by the jam of the fireplace. She cooked food for her. She had no work to give her, but she gave her remembrance and fondness. The red squaw stayed all the forenoon, and toward the middle of the afternoon she went away. Oh, my mother was loath to have her go away. All the week she thought of her. She watched for her many a month. She remembered her many a winter, and many a summer. But the red squaw never came, nor was heard of there again. Seven. A show of the summer softness, a contact of something unseen, an amour of the light and air. I am jealous and overwhelmed with friendliness, and I will go gallivant with the light and air myself. O oh, love and summer, you are in the dreams and in me. Autumn and winter are in the dreams. The farmer goes with his thrift. 
The droves and crops increase, the barns are well filled. Elements merge in the night, ships make tacks in the dreams, The sailor sails, the exile returns home, The fugitive returns unharmed, The immigrant is back beyond months and years, The poor Irishman lives in the simple house of his childhood, with the well-known neighbors and faces. They warmly welcome him. He is barefoot again, but he forgets he is well off. The Dutchman voyages home, and the Scotchman and Welchman voyage home, and the native of the Mediterranean voyages home. To every port in England, France, Spain, enter well-filled ships. The Swiss foots it toward his hills, the Prussian goes his way, the Hungarian his way, and the Pole his way. The Swede returns, and the Dane and Norwegian return. The homeward bound and the outward bound, the beautiful lost swimmer, the ennui, the onanist, the female that loves unrequited, the money-maker, the actor and actress, those through with their parts and those waiting to commence, the affectionate boy, the husband and wife, the voter, the nominee that is chosen, and the nominee that has failed, the great already known, and the great any time after today, the stammerer, the sick, the perfect form, the homely, the criminal that stood in the box, the judge that sat and sentenced him, the fluent lawyers, the jury, the audience, the lapper, the weeper, the dancer, the midnight widow, the red squaw, the consumptive, the erispilat, the idiot, he that is wronged, the antipodes, and every one between this and them in the dark. I swear they are averaged now, no one is better than the other. The night and sleep have likened them and restored them. I swear they are all beautiful, every one that sleeps is beautiful. Everything in the dim light is beautiful, the wildest and bloodiest is over, and all is peace. Peace is always beautiful. The myth of heaven indicates peace and night. The myth of heaven indicates the soul. The soul is always beautiful. It appears more, or it appears less. It comes, or it lags behind. It comes from the embowered garden, and looks pleasantly on itself, and encloses the world, perfect and clean, the genitals previously jetting, and perfect and clean, the womb cohering, the head well-grown, proportioned and plumb, and the bowels and joints proportioned and plumb. The soul is always beautiful. The universe is duly in order. Everything is in its place. What has arrived is in its place, and what waits shall be in its place. The twisted skull waits, the watery or rotten blood waits, the child of the glutton or the venereale waits along, and the child of the drunkard waits along, and the drunkard himself waits along. The sleepers that lived and died wait. The far advanced are to go on in their turns, and the far behind are to come on in their turns. 
The diverse shall be no less diverse, But they shall flow and unite. They unite now. 8. The sleepers are very beautiful as they lie unclothed. They flow hand in hand over the whole earth, From east to west as they lie unclothed. The Asiatic and African are hand in hand, The European and American are hand in hand. Learned and unlearned are hand in hand, And male and female are hand in hand. The bare arm of the girl crosses the bare breast of her lover. They press close, without lust. His lips press her neck. The father holds his grown or ungrown son in his arms with measureless love, And the son holds the father in his arms with measureless love. The white hair of the mother shines on the white wrist of the daughter. The breath of the boy goes with the breath of the man. The friend is inarmed by friend. The scholar kisses the teacher, and the teacher kisses the scholar. The wronged made right. The call of the slave is one with the master's call, and the master salutes the slave. The felon steps forth from the prison, the insane becomes sane, The suffering of sick persons is relieved, The sweatings and fevers stop, The throat that was unsound is sound, The lungs, the consumptive, are resumed, The poor distressed head is free, The joints of the rheumatic move as smoothly as ever, And smoother than ever, Stiflings and passages open, The paralyzed become supple, The swelled and convulsed and congested Awake to themselves in condition, They pass the invigoration of the night, And the chemistry of the night, And awake. I too pass from the night, I stay a while, O night, but I return to you again and love you. Why should I be afraid to trust myself to you? I am not afraid. I have been well brought forward by you. I love the rich running day, but I do not desert her in whom I lay so long. I know not how I came of you, and I know not where I go with you, but I know I came well, and shall go well. I will stop only a time with the night, and rise betimes. I will duly pass the day, O mother, and duly return to you. Transpositions Let the reformers descend from the stands where they are forever bawling. Let an idiot or insane person appear on each of the stands. Let judges and criminals be transposed. Let prison keepers be put in prison. Let those that were prisoners take the keys. Let them that distrust birth and death 
lead the rest. So ends Book 28 of Leaves of Grass.